and welcome back to the Physique Factory podcast. Today, we're joined by a crying baby. <laughs> it sounds like it, and it's not mine. <laughs> yeah, so a little bit of a weird setup today. So me and Nick are sat in a coffee shop in the middle of Rochdale, um, which is pretty busy, and Connor's sat on a beach somewhere. Yeah, Barbados. Looking for some. Yeah, it's, it's lovely here actually. You know, I could just hear the waves crashing behind me. I mean, you can't hear it on the audio for some reason, but um, I can see them in my video, and that's the main thing. And the palm trees, of course. A little bit of wind actually. A little bit of wind. Cool. Um, what were we even discussing today? This is just random. We've not got anything planned. This was literally let's get back in the podcast and actually talk about something because we've not been in the podcast since our podcast with Michael and Michael obviously. Obviously, came on with a lot of wisdom. So we thought, who else has a lot of wisdom? Let's bring someone else with a lot of wisdom on. So we brought Nick on. <laughs> that was that was the idea. Um, so yeah, I mean, what have you guys been up to? Um, where, where's everything at with your training? Let's let's start with that. Well, Nick's been training on his house pretty much. I've not <laughs> even seen him in the gym. Nick Broom what's, renovations. What's, what's, what's training? That's, that, that's training. What's that training thing again? To be fair, what we did the other day was get a big fucking, what was it? How, how much did it weigh, that thing? Oh, that was a lot. A massive, massive rock. It was like 250 kilograms, big rock thing. It was, it was five foot three tall. Tall as you, nearly. Yeah, almost as tall as me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it only weighed like 70 kilos then. <laughs> no, no, it was a fucking dense motherfucker. Where was this rock? Outside his house, his yeah, door. Yeah, it was to go on the base of my fireplace. All right, okay, yeah, so like well, a half we, sort of we, we wrestled with it for uh, an hour and a half, and then uh, me and my pal went back the next day without Jimmy, because we couldn't get it in. And then when crane. he disappeared, we got it in. Yeah, with, with a fucking crane that picked it up and just yeah. plonked it in. Yeah. This is why you, you guys need me down there, because I've got the building experience. I could have helped you out with that. Oh, shit, there was yeah. no way you were getting that stone. In the house. <laughs> fair, even four people, there was no oh, chance. It was, it was just like the massive slab it was so unstable, it was impossible. Yeah, yeah. That's what we've moved on to here at Physique Factory. It's no longer a Physique Factory, it's now renovations. Well, you, 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 the only reason I yeah. asked him to come along was so he could do some kind of calculation and figure out how to get it in. Yeah, <laughs> I was working out all the physics in the well, moment. You just, stood there, you just stood there, like, uh, no, I, I give it a go, and I was like, "Fucking hell, it's quite heavy." This. <laughs> <laughs> if you maybe change your force angle, though, you might be more efficient at moving. That's what's going. Yeah, and then I was going to, I was going to band it at one point as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but this is our idea to fucking bring daisy chains. We'll get the daisy chain from the gym. We'll pull it up and we'll pull it in. That's not a bad idea, to be fair. Yeah, it's a, it's take a lot of weight, don't they? Yeah, definitely. They're, are they not meant for like climbing, like daisy chains? Not like climbing. Yeah, yeah. I checked. I checked how much weight they can hold, and it's like three hundred kilos per loop. Oh, that's decent. They wouldn't think they would actually hold that much. That's a lot. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, because there's a lot of loops on them. So, so what what do we want to go into now? Bodybuilding? <laughs> well, well, now I know that at least when I'm doing like lateral raises, that daisy chains will definitely keep up with the 20 kilos I've got on the cable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I go up to 300 kilos, I should be safe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Nick, you were at a show the other week, weren't you? Mate, I have been at so many shows... I am sick of going to shows, and I've got a show on Saturday and another show on Sunday. Are you going to that NFM one on Saturday? Yes, it's that Sunday. Yeah. I'm going to that, yeah. Sunday. One of my mates is competing in that, actually, in the classic class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's See coming that. home with that 1,500 quid. What? He's coming home with that 1,500 quid for first place. Is that place. for the overall? 
I don't know. I don't know. I asked him about it. I was like, is a cash prize? He's like, yeah, 1500 I was like, yeah. Yeah, I nice think, yeah, but I don't know whether... So I think they have an amateur show, and then you can win your pro card in whatever. But I don't know. It might be a bit like... I don't know whether it's like a proper thing where if you win your actual clash, you can get a pro card like a PCA last week. Yeah. Or if you come like top three, they might give pro cards out like a bit like... Uh, He's always um, pro card at the qualifier. Sure, yeah. He what? He got a quali- pro card there? Yeah, at some N- NFM yeah, so, qualifier. So, as, so they're highly, they're very difficult to get them, yeah. What's that, sorry? They're very difficult to get these pro cards. <laughs> you should, apparently, you just show up <laughs> yeah, and then... Show up. Yeah, yeah, well, he's not exactly been boasting about it. Like, I don't think it was like his main sort of show that he was going to do, if you know what I mean. He went and done that amateur Olympia, actually, in, um, in Italy as well. Where did he finish in that? I think he just finished outside the top five, actually. I think he was six. Right, done all right he's got a good physique he does like classic and he has got like that nice kind of look for classic if you know what i mean um so dane if you're listening you have a nice look for classic <laughs> and he's um he's in the best shape he's ever been in as well i would say or, or certainly going into that last show the last time i seen him he was certainly in the best shape he's been in too so yeah he, um they also done that show that like brandon hardbody done in london um oh fucking hell yeah brayswick brayswick yeah, 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 two, two yeah. Uh, two yeah 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 uh, Nick fucking hates two bros. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nick is a 10x athlete, though. Yeah, secretly. <laughs> Use this discount code NICK10 for 10% off. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into that. He's actually wearing a 10x t-shirt right now. What? You're actually wearing a 10x t-shirt right now, aren't you? Well, it's actually a 2x t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> 2xx. <X-size. laughs> Extra small. Um... Yeah, you know, do you really want me to start offending people on your podcast? Yeah, no. Yeah, I feel don't, free. I don't, well, I don't, it depends what we're going for. Well, you know we, what, um, I, might, you know we what just, I might say about Mr. JT. Can we hey, put a message out there? We, <laughs> we, we accept no responsibility for anything Nick says, by the way. Yeah. That's I don't need any, any legal matters come, it's <laughs> me direct. Exactly, exactly. And then he'll be out of the country. Like me. That's why I'm in Barbados here. You won't set too many people on Instagram. <laughs> coming for you. I, I've had to move to Barbados for tax reasons, actually. Oh, fair enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, let's actually talk about some interesting stuff. Well, what have we got? Um, we were talking on our weekly call the other day about something that's quite interesting. And one of my clients had asked, like, when it would be appropriate to start or when or why you would maybe get someone to do more training days in a week and like how often should you really be training that was quite an interesting topic wasn't it yeah um and then i think i pretty much answered that with it depends yeah that's it <laughs> which, is which is basically the answer to everything it literally is when it comes down to training nutrition it always is about what's the scenario what's the person what's the yeah. goal we almost came up with a list of things other night though didn't we like i suppose the first thing you would look at is like how much time you got available? Because like, I think he'd seen a lot of people online that were training like six days a week or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's great if you're doing fuck all else. But if you've got like a full-time job, you've got like a family or other commitments, it's like training six times a week might not be um, even part of the question for you. Yeah, I think you got to think, look at where you're at as well. If you're a beginner, um, where you're at, because obviously when you're starting off, like that higher frequency is going to be better than doing shitloads of volume in one session because it's a report from that amount of volume in one session, it'd just be too difficult. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's a consideration in itself. It's like if you're like however many days you're training, whether it's like three, four, five, six. <laughs> Do you still hear me? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, so I'm saying like no matter how many days the Wi-Fi is not great out here. But um, no matter how many days you're training, whether it's three, four, five, six, or whatever, like how much actual volume are you doing within that session? How many sets and reps are you actually doing within that session as well? And then obviously, I think I think also in terms of like stuff like that, frequency, intensity is a massive thing. You can't go absolutely, you know, all out. For the same body part two three times a week really mm. I don't think I don't think the joints last very long really. depends on many sets yeah it just yeah it's totally different imagine doing three sets of hat squats Monday Wednesday Friday on the top set this wouldn't be happy unless unless you did like one you mean like one top set Monday yeah. one Wednesday yeah Friday, I still be put from that out. yeah because still you've you've still built up to that it's it comes down to the load as well as the intensity definitely the load yeah. because we're training at higher loads it's hard to recover from that even though we have to, if we are training at higher intensities so the other thing to think about there is if you were to do a top set of hack squats on Monday, Wednesday, Friday and, just, and then if you were to do a top set of hack squats on a Monday with a back offset followed it that back offset is going to be less load if you were to try and repeat that, that same exercise on a Wednesday chances are that top set is going to be similar to the top set load on the Monday you're because you've recovered slightly but the joints won't have recovered. So it's like, yeah, so say if you did say if you did 300 kilos in a hack squat on Monday, and then on the Wednesday, you could do 290. Whereas if you'd done 300 kilos, your back, back of set might have been 250. So you might do 300, 290, and then whatever else. That total load is a lot higher a week. And I don't think the joints would be able to recover from that. So, yeah, it sort of depends, doesn't it? What, who's, who's joints? But um, what was I going to say there? Do, do you think that do you guys think there's benefits to hitting a body part more than once per week? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd rather go frequency just because if you want to get in that amount of volume or to get some decent stimulus, you're not going to say if you just did one day a week when you started off with, or if you say, let's say the volume, if we did like, we need to say we did one big day of um, like legs or something like that each week. And then we should well, if you're a beginner, it's harder to recover from that much volume in one session. So you want to like spread it out. So that's what you do, you get the, the volume from that and then spread it out a little bit more across the week. But, but what if you're not a beginner? What if you're advanced? Do you think there's benefits of doing two or three like hitting a body part two or three times a week? I think I think there can be, but I, again it very much depends. It's very much person dependent, situation yeah. dependent, goal dependent. But it's, um, it's like I say, I'm I'm probably hitting the chest like three times a week at the moment. Frequency's increased. So I've increased, I've put on my, like one set of pressing at the end of my um, leg day just because I didn't want to put in another set of pressing on. Yeah, um, because at that point, you, the, the intensity would have dropped. Yeah, definitely. There's no way I could be doing fucking like four or five sets of heavy pressing on the other two days. There's no way. What, what you're saying is that it doesn't work then, yeah. It's just so... No, to a it, does, it, does, it does work because say for example you were to no, do no, a I, leg session on one day and you were to do two sets of hack two sets of leg press two sets of leg extension for example if you were then to spread that out over a higher frequency you, you might do intensity is going to be higher yeah you do a hack squat and the, and the leg extension or something and then put the leg press further on in the week your intensity will be higher on the leg press because you're not fatigued from the hack spot at the beginning of the session on the leg extension. Plus, the amount of load that you can lift on there will be greater and the overall volume will be more. Mm. But what I was getting at is like if James is doing it three times a week and it's not the chest isn't getting any bigger, so clearly it doesn't work. I don't know to change it then. Well, it probably <laughs> it might be overtraining. Um, more drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's all, yeah. Um, 
I've been inclined to agree with like what you're saying though. It's like the more often we can train a body part, the more often we can recover. And obviously with it being trained intense, it's not just a case of actually just going in and moving some weight. It's like actually training it with intensity. Then yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to um, obviously build up that body part better. I would say and we're going to have more opportunities to grow. And um, the other thing to think about, um, James, I like this one is a uh, skill acquisition. If you're like, if you're training something three times a week, and especially if you're doing the same movement three times a week, you can get really good at that movement and really efficient with that movement. And it might be, again, more beneficial than doing three different movements for the same body part per week. You can load it even more because getting the motor. Yeah, but then I, I would also think that you were then going to start loading the exact same movement pattern several times a week. And again, I just think joint stress over time. I think you might be able to do that for like kind of a block of training. But yeah, I wouldn't say to do that continually for years on end. It depends what like how you're performing those movements. So if you get into passive ranges or anything like that, or movements that are causing loads of joint forces and high well, high increase of joint force, and then just manipulate those things. So you can make like same exercises, just manipulate the setup. Say if you was doing a cable lateral part, maybe it's more of like complex sort of thing. Um, you start off with your the cuff near your wrist at the bottom, and you can gradually move it up, so it's going to re- reduce the joint force. Yeah, so you're going to you can put more load on the actual cable, but it's going to reduce the joint force. just because you could also do the same something like that, like just moving the cable at the start point. Mm. I had something on my mind to add to that. Now I've actually totally forgot it. Oh, I remember now. So for a long time, for most of my like training career, I've done like a, a bro split or a body part split, but within that split. I've done like deadlifts on a back day. So technically I've trained my legs twice per week, if that makes sense, for my whole kind of career. And I would say probably one of my better body parts. That's cool. I mean, I think legs need a little bit more recovery. You must have been training at a high intensity anyway. If you're training at a high intensity, legs definitely need a lot more recovery. I couldn't I could recover from two legs. I don't, I, don't, I don't think in terms of the deadlift and how you're applying tension to, to the to the quads yeah there's not you know it's okay much. it's a slight squat at the beginning of the movement but it's not like going in and doing a squat variation it's more hip and spine dominant isn't it even if you yeah, are doing yeah. a normal deadlift or an rdl or whatever you want to say so, so it's yeah yeah definitely but at the same time i suppose there's still that stimulus to the quads albeit it might not be the greatest one and um, there is going to be a stimulus to the quads and again you could say you could say the same thing about if you train, if you're doing a bro split and you train your chest on one day and shoulders on the other, there are going to be stimulus to the opposite muscle group. You know, if you're training chest yeah, on the yeah, one day, you're going to get some shoulder stimulus and, and same with when you're training. It's like we wouldn't say, chest. like, when you've done your back, you wouldn't do legs the next day, would you? And you say when you've done your chest, you wouldn't do shoulders the next yeah. day, would you? So, so, so when, when, I've, when I've done that, I've done, like, back and deadlifts on a Monday and then it's it'd be like you know chest or something the next day and then legs a couple of days after that yeah, and yeah. then whatever was left shoulders or arms or whatever after that um, yeah I mean certainly I certainly felt as if that worked and um, the, the thing with squat and the deadlift is like where does a squat end and a deadlift begin exactly it's just positions and motions at the end of the day position of the load as well I suppose but that's another thing Everything's got everything's named, everything's made um, up. My take on that is you're not a fucking power lifter, don't deadlift. No, not a fan. Unless you want to be good at deadlifts, why yeah, do you need to do it? Unless- There's far better exercises for your back, far better exercises for your legs, far better exercises for your hamstrings, for your glutes, so just do those. 
unless you it's preference at the end of the day, unless you like it and enjoy it. I do enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, then. I mean, you should, the be, thing you should is, be a powerlifter. It, it shows like, like RDL, I'd definitely, for bodybuilding, I'd definitely side with an RDL See, over a deadlift. Um, I was going to get more out of it. But like, it shows by your back, though, because you're erectors, you've got pretty big erectors, and you, you do a lot of pulling. Erectors, not erection, by the way, just to clarify. <laughs> In case anyone mishears that. <laughs> you that out there. Yeah, yeah, just just to make sure everyone knows. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I should probably big myself up and say big erection too. But anyway, not right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it shows. Um, I think it definitely shows. Like, just I've, I think I'd say for deadlifts, and again, it's maybe been ingrained in me a lot by the the people around me at the gym. I train at, but I definitely think it shows from like head to toe on the back of the body, like. If you've done a lot of deadlifting, I, I think it definitely shows that kind of thickness. It, it probably does it. It does it. it does it. Or you will never know what your back would look like if you hadn't deadlifted. I will never know now, not. So it's, like, it's like, does it? Or it's like, you, you never, okay, you could say, I've got shit erectors, which I have, and I never deadlift. But do you do anything else for them? No, not really. So That's why I've got shit arms and calves as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too with the cast to be fair. So, so I'm in that club. So yeah, by, by doing a deadlift, I lift that like we're we're saying that I'm actually getting some stimulus to them, whereas like um you're not really doing anything for them, if that makes sense. I, I think it's a low back in terms of like when you compare an RDL and deadlift. There's such like would you, not, would you not say that there's there's better options that are less fatiguing, that oh, have less of an impact on the rest of the yeah, training the within the session are. and for in the rest of the week. Yeah, definitely. Especially yeah. a day or two following. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's like when you see people doing rack pulls above the knee, and like, why are you doing that? Fucking hell. It's like literally the, what you're going to get out of it from what you put, well, what, what you put into it is too, so much what you're going to get out from it in terms of like a result or any progress. You know why they're doing it though? Because it's a lot of fucking weight. Yeah, you and can bang that one. Bangs down, everyone looks. Everyone doesn't look thinking, wow, that's a lot of weight. Most people would think, what a fucking dickhead. I've never been a fan of a rack pull. I just like, it's not a movement that feels very good to me in any sense. I'd rather pull from the floor. There's, I'd say there's a lot more benefit from pull from the floor, for sure. I mean, I, I can't pull from the floor just because of my fucking hips. Um, because, again, it's just the range of the hips. I can't get to the floor without my back rounded. Um, I mean, yeah. if, I, if I, I could probably pull from the floor, with less load um again it's just the load thing that's going to cause an issue i'd say there's a difference between yeah, doing a rack you, pull though like, and just why? like bumping the bar up a little bit why would you need to pull from the floor more on the erectors potentially oh. I've, yeah i've been taking my, my spine yeah but, yeah, but really really, really you could still get quite a good stimulus on the erectors from an art mm. and you can start in the rack you're not Jeff, you're not putting yourself in a potentially dangerous situation it's only dangerous if it comes down to the load, though, because again, that 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 position isn't dangerous. It's just the force. That's yeah. But then, are you able to sufficiently load it, or are you going to be stood there doing 20, 25 reps? Exactly. You know, well, you, you won't you won't be able to sufficiently load it and that much spinal flexion just because it's the force. Well, there you go, then. So, so again, like, you don't need to pull from four. Then starting rack and just doing that. Yeah, well, then you can just go to the range you go to. It depends, and then there's less range in the spine, and there's more to the hip. It depends what the goal is. I think, um, I think even just from a bodybuilding perspective, for posterior chain um, development, RDL, a deadlift, whatever you want to do, either or. I'd be quite happy. I'd be quite happy with clients to do either. 
whatever you can stick with and progress. Yeah, yeah. And like, like so for you, James, like if, if you were my client, I would be saying, yeah, well, RDL is maybe more suited to you. But for someone else, it may be, oh, well, let's just pull from what, the floor. What do you think about a straight leg deadlift? Fucking pointless. Ooh, I see, me. like, I'm, I'm all right at RDLs. I don't deadlift anymore because I've bulged this in my back. Um, straight leg deadlift just seems like a very easy exercise to get wrong. Yes, 100%. Very easy exercise to get wrong and cause yourself some problems. So hyperextension is easy. It goes down to the range of the hips because it's gonna you're going to be really, really limited by the range of the hips with that a lot. Yeah, especially with your knees locked out. You're going to be... Your hamstrings are going to be like screaming out here. They're going to be like as lengthened as they can fucking go and just passive insufficiency with them, right? Just literally won't go anymore. And then when people start doing deficit, deficit straight leg deadlifts, it's like most of them can't get any. They've got the range to go there. Yeah. Do you hate yourself that much that you're going to do them? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's madness, isn't it? Yeah, that, that is an exercise I've always looked at and thought, why the fuck would you pick that over an RDL or a normal deadlift? Just why? Well, it's slightly more hamstring than a straight leg. You could, I suppose, yeah, I suppose you could do it like an RDL, though, rather than pulling off the floor, you could do it off a rack and keep your legs straight, and that's still going to be yeah, more go down to safer, certain. I suppose. I think, do you know, I think when you come down to like safety and look at all injuries, you see people deadlifting their arch in the back and stuff like that. That position is dangerous. It's not the dangerous, the load and the tolerance to that tissue that's dangerous. There's always the force in it. So if we literally yes. just walk around or bend down or anything like that, if for people who've got pretty like healthy ish spines, they're not gonna that's not gonna be an issue getting in that position. The load that causes the issue, not the position. People get um awful worried about their spine as if like it shouldn't move. It's like your spine is designed to move. It's yeah. like individual joints, there's so many like segments and like they should be able to move. A healthy spine should be able to go into yeah, flexion. If it, if it doesn't move, it's going to cause an issue because it's a sinoval joint. And again, if they don't move, then that's just going to cause a huge issue to it. Yeah, the cartilage is going to start dis- um, disintegrating almost, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So move your spine. Do some crunches. Do some, um, what do you call it, um, spinal extensions. Flexions, all that sort of shit. You ever do spinal extensions? Yeah. Loads on the machine, the Nautilus one. Oh, yeah, you've got the machine, to be fair. Yeah, that makes fucking, it hard easier. Good. Do that three times a week because again, I really want to bring up my erectors. Uh, and I've, I've been doing dumbbell RDLs because again, I've still got somewhat iffy going on in the hip, so I can't really fucking load it too much with that. So I've gone to dumbbell RDL. Um, yeah, but how are you getting on with the dumbbells though? Because I'm on 50s, it's like I end up doing sets of 30. I put them at the end, so after I've got like I've got two exercises and hamstrings, and that's right at the back end, so I'm pretty fatigued. For me, and I've done the, the set of them. The, um, Extensions as well before it, so it's this way. Place it like that. But we've got the 75s, aren't we? In the gym now, no oh, piece dumbbells. Yeah, they're fucking heavy, whatever they are. Are they for Metcon's strongest man? I think so. Yeah, Connor's going to be doing that by the way. You're going to do it. I was thinking about it till James told See, me how, I, how many I, injuries. I asked, I asked Danny about that, and he said it was members only. Um, no, I think everyone can do no, it. I asked him because I, I oh, said really? to Connor. Um, from work, Connor. Do it. Because he does powerlifting. Shit, that'd be fun. That. It weren't last time, no? Loads of people do it last time. Well, I don't know. I mean, Connor, Connor will do it because it's like, I think he pulled like 260 the other day. Shit. Like, to be fair, he's quite tall, so he's, he's about 90 kilos. So. Yeah, he's not fucking like, stat, though. That's, no. a, that's fucking good, that, though. That's good. What, anyway. um, what is it we're doing on that day? 
oh, apparently he wants us to do a sort of, not like a workshop or a seminar or anything like that, just like literally kill people. Do you know that murder time thing that we did? You mean we, like, yeah, like what they did Paul and James? Yeah, yeah. I reckon we should. Us three could literally just do that. Yeah. Us yeah. three could literally do that. I look forward to it. Murder people. Just get someone on a fucking leg extension and absolutely crucify them. We're, we're going out partying after that. Yeah, apparently there's going to be a hog roast as well at the gym. So, <laughs> it's just so random. Oh, it's Might as well. We've got <laughs> on draft as well, so <laughs> things are um, physique factory is going to get very messy that night. Definitely not. They're, not. they're not going to open Manchester after that. Everyone's going to be like obliterated. Yeah. By the, yeah. the house. Yeah. <laughs> well, you call that wee pub just down from the gym. Everyone will be in there. That wee what, no, 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 not in there. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> they are fucking hell. So, oh, Whitworth's a bit mad at the moment because the amount of fucking cows and wildlife that are <laughs> bouncing around. There's a bull walking down the street this morning. I'm fucking yeah, horns I, was dri- I was driving home the night and it was like pitch black on that stretch where there's like the, the uh, trees on one side like going towards Rocks Hills before the big corn. There was, this, there was a cow and a calf was literally walking down the road in the opposite direction. This man needs to get his finger out. There's, there's about three or four of them though, like in the area, the sheep bouncing around yeah, all the time. Sheep, sleeping people's gardens. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that last day I was in Whitworth, um, I was walking down the street and I just seen like two sheep down the lane. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, check this, check this video. I'll uh, I'll put it on the screen. Nick, I've already showed you it. Um, it's going up. It's going off out here, mate. I noticed there's a security guard there as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's going off. What's that all about? Why is there a security guard at a coffee shop? Is there two of them? I don't yeah, know what's going, what going on outside. Don't get that in Barbados. This this um <laughs> this computer games playing looking bouncer man. <laughs> computer games. Well, you know what I mean. This one's definitely got to go on YouTube because it's quite an interesting watch. Oh, no, there's nothing going on. The fucking mates just chatting. Are they? Yeah. Well, they're all having a tag. <laughs> they're going to throw fucking each other out. <laughs> you guys were getting ready for it. Oh. So anyway. Uh, so was, um, when I was on holiday, there was almost a fight at the kids' entertainment. Like, two guys were squaring up to each other. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's a kids' disco. <laughs> Calm your tits. I showed you that, didn't I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, check this. Can you see that? Watch this. Oh, you showed me this as well, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll just keep it on for everyone on the podcast. So, this is where we live. But <laughs> where I live, pretty much. Any minute yeah, now. It's casually going down the street. Any minute now. Oh, he's security. One looks like a tramp. <laughs> <laughs> he's got an headset. What a sight, eh? <laughs> what a sight. These guys oh, that are on the cover. You'll need to watch it to find out. Yeah, you need to watch it and then see what's going on it, in the, it's the shop. Room. It's unexplainable, <laughs> isn't it? So um, you just have to you'll have to take that out and use that little bit there as like a, a bit of a trailer. The intro, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what we talked about this week on the podcast. <laughs> How long have we been recording for now? I have no I idea. Fuck knows. It doesn't actually I don't tell like it, you. I don't like it tells you, no. no. Mm. Um, but going back to what we are talking about with the training spot and that, so if you are, um, you know, in limbo and you're sitting like saying, am I training enough or am I not training enough? How would you how would you figure that out? Um, what you can recover from. Um, say if you're feeling fucked all the time, doms all the time, um, your if, sessions are getting impacted. Yeah, if, if you're logging you log lists and numbers are going down, and it's kind of saying, oh, something's not right here. Uh, so, basically, try it and see. Did you hear that? Yeah. What? Yeah, it didn't come through too good. Yeah. Try it and see. 
So, yeah, basically try it and uh, see. Yeah. Yeah. Try it and see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then if you can recover from it, add some more volume, um, add some more frequency. But to begin with, you want to be more frequent than do shit loads in one go because it's just going to pile up and it's going to be so much to recover from in Would you go. say do as much as you can recover from or would you say do as little as is giving you progress? As that little. I always say like the minimal effective dose. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would definitely agree with that as well. What do they call it? The fucking... Like reps and reserve lot. What do they call it? Um, minimum effective volume. That's it. Yeah. I yeah. Want change it. Minimal effective dose. That's the the JT. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like it's like medicine or something. It is. He's talking about steroids, obviously. Always. Oh no, he mentioned it. Do you want to get into that? <laughs> <laughs> no, there will be a podcast where we can explore a little bit more. But probably what, in terms of steroids. I get my brother off that. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Waffle for an hour. <laughs> Interesting. I would just sit there quiet because I have no idea what anyone's talking about. <laughs> Small Matty guy sitting in the corner, keeping his mouth shut. Oh yeah, I might go to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, this would convince me. Didn't I, say that to you didn't I say something like that to you the other day? On a DM. Yeah, you said um, you said I'd either get huge or die, and I was like, well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> It's no disappointing if, like, someone like myself got on steroids and it was like I gained like two kilos or something. That was it. <laughs> the only one way to find out. Yeah, <laughs> it could happen. You never know. You definitely do get people that go on steroids and like don't look that different. Oh yeah, there's, there's non-responders yeah, though, isn't there? Yeah, but there's those, but then there's also people that do. But then the training shit. Yeah. They're going out and getting smashed every weekend. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's I suppose it's like, what are you taking? How much are you taking as well? A shitload of stuff. The amount of clients I get who mainly are like mid twenties, like late twenties, they're still going out partying. They're absolutely smashing gear. They're like, fucking hell! I was like, the blood pressure through the roof. Um, yeah. The the mental health through the fucking roof. The, the way I see it, there's there's no point taking it if you're not going to compete, really, is there? Exactly. Not competing. What the fuck's the point? Yeah, that that's what I say. It's kind of like when I retire from competing. TRT. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like to be. If you yeah. do um, if you do seven years clean, you can do the BNBF. I don't. There's no coming back though. I think. I think this, we we could not have like any testosterone no. levels, could we? If we came off so I've, completely. I've been on kind of since 2000, uh, early, uh, January 2017. Yeah, I'd say the same. Yeah. Not as long as I thought though. To be fair. Yeah, I'd say the same. I did, do, I, did do, I did do a couple. I did do it for a couple of years couple of years ago like 10 years ago yeah and then didn't do anything for a while how did you guys get into it that's quite an interesting one like what got you into steroids and who um or did you won't want to say who sold you your first stuff but what kind of got you into it um go on you go first so originally i used to go to a gym that was a bit of a i would say bodybuilder gym but it's not bodybuilder gym like we would class a bodybuilder gym now but at the time there was bigger guys there it was it was kind of like Everything was colour-coded. Color you know, everything was red and black. It all looked pretty smart in this mill. Um, run by drug dealers or whatever. But it was actually, the guy that run it was actually, uh, he was on the, he was very, very, he would absolutely annihilate most amateur bodybuilders. Now, it was really good. Um, so I was going there, and then I was there for a good year or so. There's all these young lads coming in. You know, I'm eating all the food, doing all the training, super consistent with it all living and breathing bodybuilding. These lads are turning up and after like two, three weeks, 
or even I'll, not not two, two, three, two, three months. They're all bigger than me, stronger than me. He was pissing me off. And I was probably about 22 at the time. And then I just got to, I got to a stage where I was sick of this. And I got my first uh, cycle off a guy who didn't go to that gym, but was big. And uh, the amount, uh, honestly, the amount of stuff I took on my first cycle was more than I probably done ever since. Because this moron told me to take anything and everything. I think I was on two, well, at the time it was like two mil a week of Decker, which was probably about yeah. 500 milligrams. Uh, it's all in mills though, isn't it, when you start? You yeah, don't have a clue about, about milligrams. Probably about 300 milligrams of TREP. <laughs> about 500 milligrams of test. And I went around his house. He used to, I went around his house, got all the stuff. And then Did he jab you in the he, kitchen? He jab me yeah, in the yeah. kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it's always the same story. That was like me. That was literally the same story as me. So, yeah. Um, Jim, literally sort of similar to what Nick said. And then the guy, he's dead now. Um, you know him anyway. <laughs> That, that does not yeah, make yeah, 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 yeah. We're not going to say second name, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, he's... <laughs> yeah, no, <I'm> <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's dead. Um, so, <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny. He's a him, but... Um, it's a bad sign, though, isn't it? It's like the guy you bought your first cycle off is now dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, but, but... It was insane. If you, if, you, if you ever spent time with the guy and listened to him, he was not mentally stable. And he was kind of like more and more and more and more. And I, I worked alongside him when he was kind of on prep one year. And the amount of stuff he was taking was absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. And then your head falls off. So anyway, yeah. So went around, <laughs> went around jabbing me in the kitchen and then that was it. Yeah, and this is where I am now. <laughs> and I've never looked back since. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I don't have the first steroid story to tell you guys, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, with that though, I mean, what Nick was saying then, I did like come off and off and on and then, but ever since 2017, since I competed, competed for the first time, I've been on ever since as in like CRT, um, blasting, cruising, that sort of thing. So it's been. How did you guys learn how to properly do? Because obviously, when you've done it first, like Nick, you said you're taking everything and anything. Like, how did you figure out how to more safely take a so, cycle? It's only the last two, three years, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the first, when I used to take it back, this was like 2008, 9, 10. Um, it was kind of, uh, you, would, you would run your cycle, and then you would come completely off, and then you would try and piece in tea, and shake on some of try and get your natural hormones. Again. I used to have a lot of trouble like acne and stuff like that on my back because I suffered from that when I was a kid. So that side effects would go through the roof and, and gyno and stuff like that. But a lot of those side effects were due to the fact that the cycle was just poorly designed. I was just taking yeah. really too much of things that I shouldn't have been and got enough other things. Um, but then the kind of like fast forward to now. And there's so much more information about it from more of a, a scientific and medical standpoint rather than just bro science. You know, back in the day, it was kind of like you get William Llewellyn's um, steroid book. Handbook, oh, shit, I remember that, yeah. pictures in, and then that tell you the cycles and the side effects and everything. And you're trying to figure it all out from there. Whereas now, it's kind of like you're listening to podcasts and it's all good information out there. And people who actually read the research. Do you remember that book called Break the Code? Break the Call by Chris Warmley, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was another one. Where would you go to learn about it now? Um, like, I mean, who in particular would you suggest to anyone listening? It's a fair few good people, aren't there, to go listen to at the moment. There are. I mean, it. there's some people that... Especially to the safer use models. Yeah, you know, people like Victor Black talking about that, and other people have basically just regurgitated what he said and just called it the safer use model, and the people have kind of forgotten where this safer use model originally originated from, with it being Victor Black. 
But I think people, that's just like anything. If someone comes up with it first and then everyone starts talking about it and then just forgets forgot about where it comes from. That's it. It's, that's when it comes to things like, you know, people say resistance profiles. Loads of people going around talking about that, but they don't have a clue where it's come from. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, so, yeah. They ought to find out and make it sued. Exactly, no. They're going to get sued <laughs> if you don't reference. <laughs> so, <laughs> Can we just reference that resistance profile that James says to RTS and Tom Porvis, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, get mean, I, think, I think, you know, Victor Black, even even though, like, Joe Jeffrey, you know, he, he is a smart guy. I might not always agree with some of the stuff he says, um, but... He does talk a lot of sense about it. John Dewey is another person who talks a lot of sense about it. Looking at it more from like a, a logical perspective, more than emotional, which is what a lot of old school guys look at it from. Like, you must do this. If you take testosterone, you must take an AI. Mm. It's like this, these emotional thought processes that now... Because it's always been that way. Yeah, because it's because that's how we've always done it. Rather than kind of like looking at, well, do we need to do that? Do we need yeah. to put in all these extra like drugs to counteract side effects that you might not even be having, but you're taking it anyway just in case? Do you know when you've uh, when you've done the cycle and or in the past when you've done the cycle and you put an AI in there, and then you got your bloods done. They was fucking ma- they've been massively out for me. But when I got my bloods done last time and I didn't use an AI or for the last like couple of years I've not been using an AI. Yeah, yeah, it's been perfect. I mean, really good uh, and, and some other things as well. I mean, I've well, old school guys are the same with training anyway, aren't they? So it's well, like, yeah, it's, the exactly, way it's, always it's exactly been the same thing. It's, it's, it's always this emotional thought process to it. Like, like you know, don't get me wrong, I've been there, I've looked at things and thought, what's he doing that for? That's fucking bollocks, that bullshit. There. And then, yeah. kind of like, as you start to understand, more, um, you start to think, oh, right, okay, yeah, I understand that. And then you look at it more logically. And there's always like more logical explanations for all this. I, I always love it when like you get these old school guys saying things that like uh, you'll never build a back with cables, and then next thing you end up doing a lap pull down. You're like, what is that then? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can figure someone straight away for that, can't we? Yeah. Well, there was a there was a guy the other day, and he put something about bands and saying about. Um, you know, do you think he asked a question on his Instagram? Do you think that people put bands on to so that they can like eagle lift and lift more weight, like reverse band? And I said, I just messaged him back saying, um, no, that's not the reason why they put them on. If you understand how to use bands, there's so many, it's actually better to do a hack squat with a band than without. Whereas he, and then he was kind of like saying, yeah, but it should be a minimal band, minimal band tension. I said, well, if you're trying to remove a percentage of tension from the overall load, the more load you add, the more band resistance you need. So, because he was saying, um, you know, you know at Metcon, we've got the, thick, the thicker band and the thinner band on, oh, yeah. on the hack. And he's like, so he just put the thin band on. And it's like, yeah, but you can't, can't do anything. It's you just can't for that then, load. Yeah, you can't. Then, or, or he's then lifting a lot less than what his actual quads can move throughout different parts of the range because there's a limiting factor there of the joint forces and you know being weaker in the bottom where the where there's the most load, the most tension. To counter that though, some people will definitely just use it to try and lift a little bit more weight. Yeah, they will do. They will do. There's yeah, always going to be people that do that. But I get that, but you know, if you put six plates on a hack. You put a thin band on a thick band. Man, he's a it's fox. not. It's not going to bounce. It's not. It's not going to start springing off that band. Yeah, not because that, yeah. it's it's so heavy, but it is going to just take a little bit of that that sharpness out of the bottom. 
it's gonna yeah it's gonna like dampen the inertial effect exactly, yeah. for, for people whose like knees are okay then that that'd be like i think just doing a normal hack squat you still get a bit out of that or even like bottom banding it but yeah but for I, me, even even if i think i think even if somebody had good knees why 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 let them get bad yeah, exactly. Over time, it depends if they are going to get bad though. If because if ultimately you will apply more overall load to the quads, reverse banding it, than you would without, because you're going to be able to do do more reps overall and load the quads more. Even though you're taking that small percentage off the bottom, the overall load, if you were to measure it, you're going to do more with the reverse band. So therefore, you're applying more tension to a muscle for a long period of time. Yeah, but yeah, the workload will be higher. But it totally depends on what you want out of it at the end of the day. Because there's more, there's more than well, that. You're applying more stimulus to a muscle. You're going to get the most stimulus out of reverse banding. You're going to get less joint force and more muscle stimulus. stimulus. And a better, a better like match of the strength profile and the resistance yeah. profile as well. So, so why would you not? Yeah, I, and, and you're going to prevent. Yeah. You're going to prevent. You've got to look at it long term as well. If you can, if you okay, you might be, you might be, Mister. I'm hard as fuck, and I'm gonna not reverse band anything, and then you can hack squat for four years, and then your knees are fucked. Or you can reverse band it from day one, and you can hack squat for twenty years, and your knees are hard as fuck. I don't think you can't just say like your knees will get fucked from from that. It just totally depends how you're doing it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's totally they're, they're both gonna come into, it, aren't they? Yeah, but even, even, even if you're doing it perfectly everything's lined up controlling it you're pausing the bottom everything you're still going to be applying a lot of force to the joint at the bottom in comparison to when it's banded oh yeah because it's going to be obviously it's going to offload it a lot more it's, it's so like over it, time it's going to be a compound effect on that joint your muscles yeah. can recover way faster than the connective tissue i, I suppose james yeah, like if you had a machine in front of you that had uh, like perfect resistance profile for the muscles it was working and one that didn't you'd use the one with a better resistance profile wouldn't you nine times out of ten but then there's nine times out of ten what's the goal you can even like there's loads of different goals why you wouldn't use a band or a hack squat like if you want to really control that deceleration at the bottom because that's going to affect things in terms of like ligament and tendon and all that sort of stuff around your knee um, as well as it so there's loads of different goals as well but the hypertrophy I'd decide to using a band yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't actually band the hack squat in my gym because it's actually a pain in the ass to do and I can't be up setting it up. Plus, no one else does it there. So, like, if it was left set up, I would do it, but I can never yeah. be up. Everyone does it as. <laughs> yeah, if it's there, if, like, basically, if it's there, I use it. If it's not, I don't. But the, the, the other thing is, I also actually don't have any decent bands at that gym either. So, that's probably a big part of it, too. <laughs> I assume. Yeah, I probably will at some point, but I don't care that much at the minute. <laughs> Cool. Um, right, do you want to wrap that up? Yes, I need to go get some food, so I'm going to leave. Um, I'll go to the buffet or whatever we've got here. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the hotel in the background, that. actually. Look, there's a hotel over there. Oh, nice. Stayed at the Riviera. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go back to the pool. Um, I don't know why I've got a jumper on. It's fucking roasting here. <laughs> <laughs> just repping the brand just so everyone can see it but yeah let's wrap it up with that then guys cool. nice one guys cheers